1: Hey everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by WinBet. Uh, Thanks from WinBet for their exclusive sponsorship all podcast season. Jeff Erickson here today with John Lobb. Uh, You can catch John at uh, a couple of different places. You can catch him on the, uh, of course, uh, at Fantasy Football Diehards. Uh, He is doing the Senior Bowl preview right now for the Rookie Big Board. Uh, A lot of good stuff there. John, thank you so much for joining me. It's the first time we've had you on here. Glad to have you on. Oh, thank you for the invite. You
2: know, I'd like to say I'm a big fan. I love your show every day. When I get to hear it, sometimes yep. I'm actually teaching. <laughs> but in the summer and on vacations, I
1: always listen to you and Chris. Great show. And thank awesome. you for having me on. Well, my pleasure. Glad you could join me. And so where are you a teacher at? Oh, I'm a high school in New Haven,
2: Connecticut. Um, It's my 18th year. Oh, time flies so fast, my friend. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that's high school history.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I have a good friend out here. That's a history teacher as well. So uh, very cool. We coach soccer together. Um, oh, that's so, terrific. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So uh busy time right now. We're week 18. We've had most of our fantasy football championships. I have one league that still goes on in week 18. Do you have any leagues that still going on this week?
2: Yeah, I have one more league left. It's because the ESPN, I play on the ESPN format. And they have okay. a two-week playoff format, so I'm down by seven going into the second week, but I'm favored by twelve. So who knows? Crossing my
1: fingers. But yes, one more game. All right, very cool. Very cool. So uh, week eighteen issues are pretty big for you, then. <laughs> who do you do you have any uh, Packers or Bengals? Uh, do you have anybody that's affected by week eighteen sit down? Um, so the
2: Packers are fascinating because I have AJ Dillon. So, I, you know, knock on wood, you know, he was great yeah. last week, but the game script kind of went his way in the cold weather. No Kirk Cousins. I mean, he scored twice in the second half. So, obviously, I'm watching that one. Um, sure. I do have T. Higgins, so I don't know. I'm probably going to bench him right now looking at this. He's not in my lineup now. I'm going to be scouring the waiver wire, see what I have to do with the. But those are the only two players directly that I would have to say are impacted right now.
1: Right. Uh, I, I uh, And the risk of teams to bench players, uh, I when I did my rankings yesterday, I always do the value meter on Tuesdays, I did uh, Green Bay, Cincinnati, Philly, Dallas, Tampa Bay as the risky teams in that order. Now I'd flip-flop it. It's obviously Cincy. We know Burrow's not going to play. That's something we do know. Uh, they're yes. resting his knee. Joe Mixon tested positive for COVID. He will not play. I got it. They, they said Jamar Chase has a chance to play, but how much? He's not going to play much. Come on. I mean, um, Jeff, why would you play him? No. I, I, it just doesn't make any logical sense
2: from a coaching right. standpoint.
1: Right. So, venture Bengals. I'd bench your Packers. You know, although, Dylan, like you said, is an interesting case because you know he's the younger guy. He's not the starter. Uh, Aaron Jones was limited in practice today, as he always is seemingly lately. Uh, but why, if you're the Packers, why would you play any of your key players? And I, I, I include Dylan in that, to be honest with you. That's what I'm
2: looking at. I'm saying to myself, if you're going to go to the Super Bowl, you're probably going to need A.J. Dillon healthy at one point in this postseason run. And you might want, I mean, for next year, he might be the guy we have to look at. Um, You know, I know the contract and how it works with Jones. So there are factors there, obviously. But why would you risk Dillon and Jones at this point if you're the Packers? I mean, maybe a drive, maybe a quarter, get loosened up. But at that – so I, I haven't decided yet. But, yeah, I mean, I, I would say if I had to make a decision now, I'd probably not have them in the lineup.
1: And a lot of it also probably depends on your alternative too. Like who do you yes. have to pivot to? Now, granted, it's you and your opponent are the only people trying to pick people up this week. So you have that going for you. Uh, so, you know, if there's anybody to pick up, you'll be there. Like maybe you go after – and go out and get Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. Otherwise, you, your opportunities are probably pretty slim. <laughs>
2: they're they're falling by the minute. I mean, I've made a lot of waiver wire pickups over the last three weeks, depending on yep. how long the playoff season is in which league. But they are definitely slim pickings at this point. If I look quickly, let me just see if a name even pops up in the top 30. Um, maybe Boston Scott. I haven't looked at
1: the details, but who knows if he's – oh, he's out. Oh, I he's see on the COVID. already out. That's why I mentioned Kane, Gainwell. The Eagles put like 12 guys on the COVID list on Monday, including Boston Scott and uh and uh Jordan Howard. So and of course Miles Sanders is still dealing with the broken hand. So that's why I mentioned Gainwell. He might be your guy this week.
2: He might, you know, and maybe Ramadre Stevenson.
1: That's a possibility. I don't if even he's know. He's even I'd available. Yeah. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Because in many leagues, he's already rostered. It's too late. But, you know, I'm looking at like, and going back to Green Bay, with, it's interesting. They only have three active running backs right now. Unless they have somebody on the practice squad, I don't know about now. Because, you know, Kylan Hill, he's he's out for the season. So he's not an option. Right now, it's Patrick Taylor's the only the third guy. Um, I, I don't know who else they would turn to there. So, But, you know, you never know. I mean, you can always find guys on the practice squad, it seems like, too. Yes. I mean, I would assume, and I haven't looked at the practice squad, I would assume that
2: they at least have one practice squad running back, but you never know. I mean, these, how the rosters are built at that level, but yeah, I mean, I'd have to look at it more detail
1: as we go along this week. Sure. That makes sense. Uh, So we'll see about that. Uh, So other news, uh, Nick Chubb, you know, he, he was limited in Monday night against the Steelers with that rib injury and you know, I thought, you know, we're all grinding our teeth. I had Nick Chubb in four finals last weekend. Really frustrating there. But then you find out, oh, well, he he hurt his ribs during the game. Okay, sure. Maybe that's why he was limited. But I, he was limited early in that one, though, too. So <laughs> I'm a little skeptical about that, you know, like when it happened at least. Uh, but we we know. No Baker Mayfield. He's getting surgery. He meets Case Keenum starting. I don't think that hurts the Browns that much. It um, doesn't
2: at this point. It doesn't. Right.
1: Right. Uh, Kareem Hunt was limited. Chubb was limited. Uh, and uh, Dearness Johnson tested positive for COVID. So they're very thin at running back, too. I
2: don't think I would look at Cleveland right now. I, You know, I feel like after watching that game, I feel like they've lost their desire. And I hate to put that narrative on. But, you know, when you watch uh-huh. football for a long enough period of time, I do. And it's hard to judge. But. I feel like they're not playing for Stefanski for whatever reason. And I'm not completely blaming him. But like you watch the Giants, it's almost like they have quit. The one thing with Dan Campbell and the Lions and even the Texans, right? They're fighting. They're playing football still. The Giants and the Browns, I look at them and I'm like, I just don't see the passion and the determination. This is a passionate game. It's a physical game and it's hard to win without passion And some kind of determination at the NFL level.
1: I'd agree with that, Uh, especially on the Giants side of things. I think the worst thing they possibly could have done was, you know, give Joe Judge that vote of confidence because the players, it seemed like the air came out of the balloon after that. And granted, they shut down Daniel Jones and neither Fromm nor Glennon are an option, really. I mean, they're really not. Uh, and that offensive line's not helping them either. Uh, but this is this is a bad, bad setup there. I'm, I'm using the football team who's got their own issues. I'm using them in Survivor this week. I'm still alive in a Survivor league. It's down to two of you us.
2: Talk about that. Yeah, and you got you got big ones for that one. But you're probably right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's that or the yeah. Vikings at home against the Bears. But the Bears are playing hard. Yes. And I don't know if the Vikings are going to play hard. to Be honest with you. I mean, you heard Mike Zimmer after that press conference Sunday night. Um, you know, at, you know, if I'm killing Mond, I'm not playing hard for him. That's for sure. But, uh, you know, good grief. Uh, but uh, you know, things, things can change in a week too. I've seen teams that look like they've, they mailed it in and they bounce back, uh, the, the following week, like they're, cause they're pros, they get paid on Sunday and all that, but we'll see. I've also yeah. seen teams mail it in, uh, Raheem Norris's, uh, Bucks. They, they mailed it in big time. I remember for like three weeks in a row one year and just, you, 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 like 40 point team, 40 point games every week. I mean, so it can happen, but uh, yeah, it's, it's really hard to play that game. It's really hard to try to guess the motivations of professionals.
2: Yes. I mean, I don't know every contract of all the defensive players, offensive linemen. All I can do is judge it on, you know, 40 years watching football and your eyes can tell you a lot of things. And I agree with you, since they gave the vote of confidence to Joe Judge, and I'm in Connecticut, so I get all the local New York radio. I mean, oh my God, I don't really know how they bring him back. I mean, the fans, this is bad right now. I think I saw in the last decade, the Giants and the Jets have had one playoff team. I mean, for the the tri-state area, that is beyond awful. And how they could try to bring him back is shocking to me because the fans are just in an uproar out here.
1: No, well, after that rant last week, I mean, how that's where I that's where I I, I signed off right there. Yes. Like, that's just not a professional coach. No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean,
2: I've seen enough of him on the, you know, speak. I've seen enough of the offense. So there's the football. You have the football side is one thing, right? I mean, that's just bad. But then you said the lack of professionalism on dealing with the New York media. And how does it come across? I mean, I don't know. I know you're on the West Coast now, but Joe Torrey was the master at the media yep. in New York City specifically. Joe Judge like, is so far removed for understanding the New York media. and And I know there's other big media markets, but having been on the East Coast my whole life and listen to sports radio out here what he did i mean you, you just it's it's hard to do philadelphia new york boston you speak like that
1: in public and the fans are going to kill you out here chicago too we'll throw that yes. in there also um absolutely absolutely and that it's a it was really tough to watch uh so <laughs> we'll see uh we got a lot of other news and notes but first a quick note from our friends at winbet if there's one thing we appreciate here at rotowire it's making good decisions and even more so making the right decisions Listen up, folks. I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, money line bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more are at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at backer app. WinBet is currently available in seven states Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W Y N N B E T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcasts. Jeff Erickson here with John Lobb. Uh, You can catch John on fantasyfootballdiehards.com. He is working on the Senior Bowl preview, and let's talk a little bit about that. We're already moving on to next season already. It's it's crazy. We haven't even had the playoffs, but you know what? Senior Bowls happen. People that are into, you know, Dynasty and Debbie Leagues, I mean, this is is prime time. You get to see all these bowl games. Now you get to see the the showcases. It all leads up to the draft and all that. So tell me, what type of work are you doing here? So right now, I'm on what I call step three of
2: my five-step process because okay. I've watched all the games. I'm a big college fantasy football fan. So I've seen all of these players multiple times, and I also watched okay. tape the summer before. So I have a pretty solid idea. Right now, I just have finished putting all of the statistics into my model that I have, except for like Alabama and Georgia. I still have to wait on a few statistics from that Monday night game sure, coming up. of course. Up. Um, so the next phase is I watch all the film I can from the practice sessions of the Senior Bowl. One of my goals when I retire from teaching is to be able to go down to Mobile, Alabama and go to the Super Bowl. But it's right around my midterms. I just can't do it to my students. But that's right. a dream when I retire. So I'll go down there. But but there's so much on the um, NFL Network. There's so many videos all over YouTube and the Internet. And then I'm doing a preview show. So I start I put them in the model. I have my statistics. I have my film notes from the games. And now we're going to preview by positions the Senior Bowl because probably not everyone out there is as well informed of the players as my teammate Matt and I are. And we're going to break down, you know, two or three segments by position of all the players. So people know Kenny Pickett, but they might not have seen a game in Pittsburgh. And I think I heard you say – no, you were tweeting – about Kenny Pick. I believe in that. What a good game that was in the bowl game for Fitz. No, the ACC championship game, Oh, yeah, right? against
1: Wake. Yeah, yeah, where he did the fake, the fake slide thing and and all then, that. The yep. fake
2: slide. So so the people need to know because he's going to be pro, I, arguably the first. I don't have him at the top of my rankings, but the NFL seems to like him a lot right now, and I, I get what they like, and there's differences of opinion, and that's fine with me. Um, but he's going to be in the top 15 players picked in the draft. So I'm, a, I, we're trying to help people become informed of who these quarterbacks are. And I'll say one thing, Jeff. This Senior Bowl, this is my fifth year doing these previews, is the most loaded I've ever seen. I cannot believe how much good talent. You know, um, Maggie, Jim Maggie, has done such a good job of bringing the top players in. Mm-hmm. He has... Of the six quarterbacks, I think all six are going in the first two rounds of the draft. I've never seen that. And the running back position is very deep for the senior bowl. And I think the most important one was David Johnson coming out of northern Iowa. When I saw him at the senior bowl, I knew he was going to be good. So this is a very
1: interesting senior bowl. And Jim Nagy's done a great job. It's interesting you say that because I've heard the same about the quarterback list that it's not the greatest draft. Yeah, But as far as, like, the percentage of the top players going to the senior bowl, they, they nailed it. Like, all the top they, quarterbacks are there. Unbelievable, my friend. Yeah, yeah. and that's great. Uh, it's great to see. Uh, so you said that uh, Pickett's not your number one quarterback. Who is your number one quarterback? I'm Okay, I go – now, it depends a little bit on
2: the injury. But right now, it's Matt Corral of Mississippi. Right. I do think he has the mobility, the arm strength. When I put his numbers into my model, he does shine. And I have certain statistics that are, you know, I like more than others. And on every key statistic, he pops. I wish I had my model up in front of I could give you example. But so, like something like passing efficiency is very important. Touchdown interception ratio, he pops in those. If you look at Pickett, and what I try to do is I have to look at three years of his production. He was not very good in 2019 and 20. Now. He, he might have pulled the Joe Burrow. I mean, I know you're a Bengals fan. And how good
1: is Joe Burrow? Donald? Life is good when you got a franchise quarterback. It, it is that. great.
2: great. It, is, it is so good, my friend. But Burrow popped to LSU because he wasn't a top prospect before that year he won the Heisman. So Pickett's an interesting case, but I'll make this argument. Pickett's not as good as Burrow. I mean, no. Burrow was a better prospect. So, But Pickett's numbers is last year are, were fantastic. But I have to look at a three-year set and look at, I've looked at film from him when he was a third, you know, in 2019, he's a different player. But I have him third. And my number two is Sam Howell. I really think Sam Howell is underrated, much more athletic than people give him credit for. And Jeff, I, I like the fact that he had to go through a very tough season. Last year, he was loaded with Javonta Williams, Michael right. Carter, the talent. I'm big into a quarterback having adversity. Sam Howell, that wasn't a very good team in North Carolina this year. And right. let me tell you, that player fought till the very end. I like Sam Howell a lot this year. And his numbers are very good.
1: Yeah, it didn't have Diami Brown either. I mean, you know, oh, a, a lot I of mean, talent from that team. And
2: the line, the offensive line wasn't, he got pounded, Jeff. If you watch North Carolina this year, well,
1: no, just all you to do is look watch the bowl game against South Carolina. <laughs> you t- I mean,
2: in that one too.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um Yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting to see how uh, how he performs at the next level. But it's always fun. It's funny. Wrote uh, a wire. We we had an in-house uh college football fantasy football league. We start three quarterbacks. I had Corral and I had Pickett on that team. So, oh, oh, so uh, that, you saw a little bit of they were yeah, good. We, so, yeah, that was good. I also had the App State kid too. So, uh, it was a my quarterback room was pretty solid. We won't talk about other positions, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but Did it you was like
2: college fantasy football.
1: So, I love college fantasy football. I don't oh, have really? the bandwidth that I used to. So, in the pre kid era, I used to play in this crazy keeper league, 24 team, 16 uh, man roster keeper league. We could do, we had a recruiting element, we had a keeper element. Wow. You know, I used to do a radio spot in Hawaii, and a guy named Scott Dobbs was uh, the host. And so this was back in the June Jones era. And he goes, keep, a, keep an eye on this freshman named Devon Bess, he's going to be really good bam got him in like the 15th round and he was huge that year it <laughs> he was great he had Some good years for the rainbows they yes. were fun back there with oh my Dallas, gosh they're a blast you know <laughs> I, So, but I, I i you know i was playing in college fantasy football uh when i was in law school i graduated in law school in 96 so that gives you an idea of how long ago i started playing college fantasy but it's a great it's a, it's great it's just it's a lot to stay on top of and the yes, information that is, isn't great it is
2: more work than the nfl
1: and you can have a guy that's just a late scratch with an injury and he, you know he you just you'll never hear about it and why didn't play? oh yeah he's got a broken arm or yeah he didn't make grades or whatever <laughs> whatever the reason or coach's whim because let's face it the co- you know it, you know now the information age is, it, it, the information is a little bit more readily available but it's still you have to dig to find it there but oh. Jason Collette and I used to play in this league together way back when the industry was a lot smaller Um, and we used to be but yeah there was an industry league that I played in and it was great. I love college fantasy football. It's just a matter of just having the time to do it right. Yes, it's, it's much more challenging. I've been burnt every
2: year. You have like, oh, my God, you didn't play. You're like third quarter, not a stat. You're right. like, what happened? And you had no clue because no, there is no requirement for injuries. Exactly. And even the NFL is shaky now. Oh, my God, compared to when we were young, it was great when we were young. Now that they have this designation, it's, it's so much more difficult until 1130 on Sunday yeah I mean, crazy
1: and the access for the reporters isn't nearly as good um no. jeff perlman uh, i don't know if you read his stuff but he does a Substack do. newsletter and he he had a newsletter today talking about how access is just absolutely disappearing and it's not coming back they use covet as a reason to, to create this but they've all you know leagues teams players alike have viewed the media as the enemy for the most part um and there there's there's some truth to that as always, you know, there's yes. some, there's some bad actors that will try to get are trying to put themselves up and bury others in the process. I get it, but information is harder and harder to come by now. And, you know, he, he wrote, I, I don't do the, do it justice to, to what he wrote. So I, I I recommend checking it out. It came out today. If you get his substack, so good stuff there. Uh, but yeah, it, it was, it, it is so hard to get good information at the college level, but well, I love it. It's, it's fun, fun, fun stuff. Um, what talk about the running backs in the senior bowl? Who are you excited about in the running back position?
2: Oh, there, there's a bunch. Um, so let me um pop open a file. I'm sorry, do you mind half a sorry, second? Sorry, no here? problem.
1: I kind of went down this rabbit hole and was like, oh, let's just keep no, going. It's down a this great bit rabbit here.
2: hole. All of a sudden, sometimes when you're thinking about one thing, um, and my son was just going through in and out, so I apologize. I was a little distracted. He's getting dinner, no I guess. He's a 17 year old, so. The kitchen's right next door, so I got a little bit distracted by him. No problem. While you look so that up, I'll do a quick note.
1: Um, While you look that up, the information up real quick, we'll uh, share a note from our friends at HOFR. Uh, this episode of the roto Fantasy Football Podcast is brought to you by HOFR, Daily Fantasy Sports Refine- Redefined. No confusing salary caps, no annoying player drafts, just simple multiple-choice questions on the stats you know and the players you love. That's right. The majority of HOFR contests focus on single sporting events, and only feature questions about popular players and recognizable stats, allowing users to make their picks confidently and quickly. Plus, you never play against the house or versus those fantasy sharks. The playing field is level for even the most amateur user to find him or herself landing in the money. Unlike those other apps, where an incorrect answer can end your night on HOFR, incorrect answers never eliminate you from the competition. The other night, one of the questions was as simple as, how many touchdowns will Tom Brady throw? And which player will have will have the most rushing yards? So make your NFL Sunday picks with confidence and ease on HOFR. So do not wait another second. Download HOFR. That's H O F R from the Apple App Store or Google Play Store right now. HOFR—it's everything the fantasy sports world has been waiting for. Jeff Erickson got here. My
2: file. So I'll tell you the top one who I like. Who. I- He's going to be all over the rankings. I don't know if you had a chance to see Rashad White of Arizona State. Yep. Juco transfer 6'2", 210. Now, we always have to be a little bit skeptical on the size. You know, we we saw what they did with Rashad Bateman. If he's at least 6'1", 205, his pass-catching ability and his home-run ability – He comes from Juco, so I think he's a little bit overlooked. And sometimes, unfortunately, people don't, you know, oh, the Juco transfer running back, they're not going to make it at the NFL level. So I understand where that narrative comes from. But he's been so good at Arizona State. I like him a lot. Can't wait to see him in pass catching drills. And let's see him on the field. Because I think the film and what I saw at Arizona State was fantastic. And then I'm... So excited to see a son Haskins from Michigan. They don't usually get this level of what I think is prospect coming at the senior bowl at the running back position. Mm-hmm. He was just phenomenal. I mean, to have Michigan get uh, they got killed by Georgia. That's a whole nother story. But once Blake Corum went down and Haskins took over that backfield, he was unbelievable. I do believe Jeff, the NFL is going to like Haskins more than the Twitter verse or the, Draft scouting committee, because he's tough, physical, between the tackles. The Twitter verse is going to say, well, he's not elusive enough. He didn't break enough tackles. And I get that. I mean, there's value in that. Don't get me wrong. But there is a toughness that I think the NFL, like a team, let's say the Titans in round three, might like a Haskins. And they do like the running backs from the, the Power Five conferences. So I think Haskins is going to get taken off the board in the third round, maybe second round of the draft. I mean, 6'1", 220. You're talking about a pretty big player with some wiggle between the tackles. So I, I like him a lot. And then, you know, Brian Robinson, to me, is going to be the X factor. Pedigree, Alabama, 6'1", 225. Now he sat on the bench because they're just loaded in that Alabama locker room. But we saw him for 204 yards in the Cotton Bowl, Now, granted against Cincinnati, and they couldn't handle the offensive line of Alabama. And I have some questions about him, but I do think an Alabama back with a 1,200-yard season on the resume, Jeff, (laughs) the NFL is going to like him, and let's see where he goes in the draft capital. But those – and then there's some – Devonta Price has the size. I don't know if he has the speed from Florida International. I mean, I try to say, you know, in Dynasty, obviously you want the guys because you're going deep rosters. But in regular fantasy, how many impactful play running backs are we going to have? Three maybe a year, right? It's hard to even, you know, could right. Travis and TM have been great, but he still got injured, right? So is he a great player? Probably not. Could he be a Dynasty asset in the right situation? Yeah, could be if he makes a roster, right? We never know for sure. But there is players here. And then the one guy, I don't know, Abram Smith out of Baylor, converted linebacker. I mean, 5'11", 221. And if you want, he is a kind of mean, nasty. He likes to hit people. He's a very interesting player at the Senior Bowl also.
1: Very cool. Very cool. How many of your leagues are Dynasty or Debbie? You know, how how like what percentage of them are redraft? How much of them are have a keeper element to it?
2: Ah, so this year I played 13 leagues. Now, two years ago I played 21 and I'll never do it again. Too Plus, much, I huh? used I had six or seven college, so it got to be too much Wednesdays and Tuesday nights, Jeff, were like they're like, Oh my god, I gotta do more waiver wires. So I'm down to 13 this year. Okay. Four of them were dynasty. And that nine were redra well I should say eight were redraft and two were keeper, where we just have four or three man keeper leagues.
1: okay, cool. uh, that's a nice ratio there that that's and that's not even including best balls and things like that. yeah, not uh,
2: best balls and all that. I mean, I try I realize managing more than fifteen and trying to be competitive gets it it became too much because we all have life. I have three kids. I know you have children, right. We have work. And you're just like, oh, my God, it's 10 o'clock on Wednesday and I got to do waivers. Yeah.
1: When you've got a real job, I I have this phony baloney job that I've been doing (laughs) for the last 20 years. But, uh, you know, you're actually a teacher, teach history. I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, and you're doing, doing all that at the same time, doing your site, doing all your work in the fantasy community. It's tough to try to juggle everything like that, I imagine. You know, I will say one thing. It's my wife is amazing. She allows me. I mean,
2: you know. She's very accommodating when I like I came home from work. I said, hey, I got a show. I got a last second invite. She's like, no problem. You know, I'll take the dogs out. She's walking the dogs. So I got If without her. I could definitely not do it because she's very understanding.
1: Right. Amen to that. Uh, I'm in the same boat as as far as that goes. That's for sure. Um, Let's talk at week 18. Let's talk about some of the uh, tough ranks that we have for this week. Tough decisions we have to make. We we referenced one, but I'm going to go through a couple of these guys, and we'll take a look at this week, and we'll take a look at the future, too. Uh, start off in, in San Francisco at quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo made some throws in practice today. I'm assuming if he's clear to play, he's going to start. Would you agree with that?
2: I agree. I mean, I don't see how he could go in the playoffs if he's healthy and not have him play, you know, for what would that be, three weeks? I would want him in the game if I'm the 49ers.
1: And that said – what do you think of Trey Lance last week? What do you think about him in the long run? I thought
2: Trey Lance showed me a lot of improvement from when what, what did he played the Cardinals in Week Five. Right. Um, I was always on the, the the side. He needed a year to learn. I mean, remember he didn't even play in 2020 at North Dakota State. He played one game, and it unfortunately had a bad game because it just it was crazy to play one game. I didn't understand, but they wanted to showcase him. So it's to me, he's at least looks like he spent the time learning. And then I thought intuitively when you saw me was throwing the ball down the field, but you never know until you get those next generation stats. Like you're like, wow, he's throwing the ball. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo throws it. And then someone posted on Twitter a comparison where Trey Lance had a YPA of like 11 and a half. And, and and Jimmy Garoppolo's been like 6.9. And you know how they have the dots over from the line of scrimmage right. And you were like, hey, my gut said Trey Lance is throwing it down the field. But then you look at the chart and you're like, wow. I yeah. mean, so I was very impressed with that because there's a comes a point. I mean, you've got to attack the defense deep. And obviously Garoppolo just isn't doing that for whatever reason anymore. But Trey Lance... Took his shots, so I was very impressed with him. He's clearly the quarterback next
1: year, in my book. That was that was you. That you preempted my next question. That's uh, that was just gonna say if you're so. If you're in the Niners, how do you handle this? You trading Jimmy G, or are you, or is it? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I You got you, Jeff. You invested what three number ones? You traded
2: yeah. three number one picks. You, you've been there for four or five years, Shanahan. He got to a Super Bowl. Give him credit for that. But you make this investment in this player. We know the rookie contract at quarterback is the most valuable contract. I think in all four major sports, nothing's comparative. You've got to play this young player because you've only got three years. I think left on the first contract.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I can see Jimmy G ending up. Well, there's a lot of places he could end up. Uh, Could you imagine him though, Jimmy G in Cleveland this year? what Cleveland would have done with a just average quarterback performance. Oh, they they got the talent. The quarterback
2: held them back. I'm very intrigued by this Baker mate. What is the story with the injury? Obviously his performance is just gone downhill. So something's wrong. He's maybe he shouldn't have played, but he made the decision. I mean, it looks bad right now from an outsiders watching him on the field.
1: Yeah. And I've always thought, and Chris and I've always said that, he doesn't. He shouldn't have been playing. Now, probably the brown. It's if you're put yourself in the Browns' shoes, though. I mean, who are they? To, I mean, do they tell him like, no? Case Kingdom's going to play. You need to get this taken care of. We are just. We just don't think you can do this. I mean, it's a tough decision. It is. tough conversation to have, especially when they've got contract negotiations hanging over them too with this, and so that'll be the tricky part too. So, it, it's tough. But he shouldn't have played. In my my opinion, I have to
2: agree with you now because it's been bad the last month,
1: right? It really (laughs) has. It's been really, really bad. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Uh, A couple other quarterback uh, uh, things and we'll move on. Um, Tyler Huntley is probably going to play this week. Lamar Jackson didn't practice today. John Harbaugh has been evasive as usual about uh, Jackson's status, but quarterbacks need to practice, especially after a long layoff. So. If he didn't practice today, I'm assuming Jackson's not going to play. Prove me wrong tomorrow. We'll see. But Huntley had a bad game against the Rams. The Rams are a pretty good defense, though. Now he yeah. faces the Steelers this week. Steelers sacked Mayfield nine times last week, but they struggle against the run. And you know, Cleveland didn't exploit that, but I bet you Baltimore will. What do you? What's your outlook on Huntley and, and and this game in general? Um. One.
2: Yes, the Ravens are home, and I don't think they want to finish below 500. I agree with you. Jackson didn't play today. He hasn't played, I don't know, what's it been, four weeks now? So you're yep. probably look, looking at five weeks. I don't see why you would put him on the field if he's not 100% right. well right now. Um, This is a nasty, Um, you know, Tomlin, Harbaugh, Steelers, Ravens. You know both teams are going to come to play. They don't like each other. This is the vision, right? Neither team wants to finish below 500. I believe that Hundley is the perfect NFL backup. I'm very confused, like, to the – I've never figured this out. If I'm a team like the Ravens and I have Lamar Jackson, why would I have Joe Flacco as a backup? Right. Like, like the style – Completely different style of quarterback, Yep. Yes. Like, Tyler Hunley is your modern-day backup dual-threat quarterback, right, who can come in for a few games – and pull out some victories for you. I question his ability to lead a team for 17 games. I saw him a lot at Utah. I had him on my college. He was always a waiver wire guy in college fantasy football in a good matchup because he had the dual threat ability. I've been very impressed with him at the NFL level. He deserves a roster spot for a long time now. I don't know if he's a starter for 16, 17 games at this level. But I don't understand why teams are... are, are, putting together a quarterback locker room, Jeff, where they're so different. Like, why would you have Mike Glennon backing up Daniel Jones? Like, right. it doesn't make any Bottles sense. Boggles
1: the mind. Boggles like, the mind. Yes, absolutely. Yes.
2: Like, so I was even surprised. Um, I did not think Trace McSorley was very good at Penn State. But he was a good backup. Remember, he had to play a little bit last year for Lamar Jackson. Yep. And you know Why? He has similar skill set. Nowhere is even in the ballpark of athletic ability of Lamar Jackson, but he can run, he can get out of the pocket, right? So I don't understand these teams who don't put together a locker room of quarterbacks who understand the same skills. So Huntley, to me, has great value for a team with a dual-threat quarterback at the top of the depth chart.
1: I agree with you that, and in fact, it was a point of emphasis for the Ravens. They said they wanted to get quarterbacks with similar skill sets because well, they're smart. Um, yes. you know, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, you know, as, as a Bengals fan, I want them to be a little dumber sometimes. It would be nice, but uh, <laughs> alas, they are not. Um, before I move on to running backs, quick note: our final uh, read here. of friends from Skybox Sports uh, are, is are their heart Skybox Sports Sports Network is your hardcore source for odds and sports tickers. Skybox Sports has been creating an entertaining and relevant products for restaurants, sports bars, casinos, race and sports books, arenas and stadiums for years. Now you can bring a little Vegas into your fan cave. Skybox's low-cost and state-of-the-art Wi-Fi platform is a simple and affordable plug, play and activate format. Skybox Sports tickers bring you live odds, propositions, fantasy scores, hires, fires, trades. Breaking news and recaps with in-depth coverage for the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PA, PGA, NASCAR, UFC, specialty events, and more. Visit skyboxsportsnetwork.com and use promo code ROTOWIRE5 for a 5% discount off your order.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: We're here with John Lobb uh, from Fancy Football Diehards. He's doing the Rookie Big Board and the Senior Bowl preview. We talked a little bit about that earlier. We're looking a little bit more at week 18 and we'll hit the running back position. And this is one I wanted to kind of spend some time on because Running backs, John, were the point of focus in the first round and even the half the second round and almost every redraft this year to the point where I saw like 11 out of 12 picks being running backs this year and maybe 13 out of 14, 14 out of 15. You look at the running backs this year, though, the return on investment is pretty poor. CMC got hurt again. You know, Barkley was hurt early on and hasn't been the same guy. Uh, You know, we we saw what happened to uh, Derrick Henry. He was awesome before he got hurt, but he got hurt. Point being is, the return on investment hasn't been completely there. Are we going to still see 10, 11 running backs draft in the first round next year? Jeff,
2: I've been thinking about that. And I think we have to go to a more flexible type of draft style. Because I actually was in one draft this year where I got lucky. I got Jonathan Taylor fourth overall and people mm-hmm. made, you know, like, oh my God, you took Jonathan Taylor too early. Now I was high on him. I like well, you him. know, we
0: we
1: endorse that here. You knew yeah. that. So yeah. I
2: was okay with that. But what happened in the next three rounds? I got Devonta Adams, Stephon Diggs, and C D Lamb because the value was there. Now the rest of the year I had a scramble for the second running back. It wasn't always and I ended up with Devin Singletary, and one of the reasons I ended up winning the league. But I do believe we have to be more flexible. Let me just like Antonio Gibson or let's assume Brett Favre stays in Green Bay. So let's just magically say, am I really going to take Antonio Gibson over Devonte Adams last next year? I'm not going to do it. I'm no. going to take Devontae Adams. And we have to be more flexible in our drafting strategy. In my opinion, that I can't be so rigid I would like to end the first three rounds with one running back. Perfect world, I get two. But I'm not going to force it next year, Jeff. I'm going to go. So when I found Stefan Diggs is in the third round of drafts, and he's been good, not great. But you know what? Running backs, I, I mean, I look back, and the running backs are a disaster in the third round, right? So yeah. I just got a player who stayed healthy every week and contributed to my team. While he didn't hit his ceiling again, I have really no problems with Stefan Diggs.
1: I I hear you. I hear you on that. And I I probably will kind of go along that same sort of path. Uh although let's face it, the wide receivers haven't been a picnic this year either. No, Hopkins no. was a big disaster, obviously. Uh there's a few others that have been in that way too. So I, I don't know. Um it is a tough spot to be in there, but uh, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how uh, these drafts happen. Are you going to jump into a bunch of best balls early? Do you, are you an early drafter? When do you start drafting? So I usually
2: start after the draft. And I on um, Football Diehards, we have our um, magazine drafts that I work with Emil and Bob Harris on, Emil yep. Cadillac, Bob Harris. So that kind of starts off my real heart. I'm studying in March and April now, if someone invites me, sometimes Mike or Bob of football diehards will invite me in a march draft, and I'll do it. Dan Claskins yep. is invite, I'll do it for the right reasons, but not for myself. For myself, I wait until after the landing spot. But I will say, like, I had Ramadre Stevenson on three best ball teams I got in the last round, and I've been that's just total luck. You know, he lands in New England and he, he pops a few weeks, so there is some advantages beforehand. But the risk of injuries and not knowing, I think, outweighs the few advantages of trying to take some unknown rookies late. And I ended up with the Madre, no, Amon Ross St. Brown. I was, like, looking at my best balls. I'm like, oh, I had Amon Ross St. Brown and Ramadre Stevenson. I took in rounds 18, 19, and 20 of a bunch of teams.
1: Nice. Nice. You know, awesome. I
2: didn't win. I still only end up like third place, but I didn't even
1: know I had him on. You know, you're looking through like your 12 best. Found 12 treasure years. there. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, now, another guy that was found treasure uh, is Elijah Mitchell. Uh, you know, I took him in the 20th round of the NFSC prime draft I was in and got lucky there that I held on to him for that first week. After, and then once uh, the injury started kicking in and Sermon was uh, a healthy scratch in that game, a star was born. And I've got him at 10 this week. But next year, where are you on Elijah Mitchell for next year? Is he like a top 12 top 20 running back? where do you have him among running backs? Man
2: Jeff, I am so tired of the shanahan running backs. I mean you and I grew up in the Orlandos Gary Mike uh, Mike Anderson right That was the player Clinton Portis I mean the shanahans have done this for years. I think I love Mitchell and I like them coming out of Louisiana Lafayette now unfortunately, I went with draft capital. So, I mean, you spent the third round pick on Dre
1: Sermon. He'd burn me. Oh, I, I drafted Sermon in that same draft. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I, I, I fell hook, line, and sinker for it, but I just backed him up with Mitchell. I got lucky. So I'm reluctant
2: of the Shanahan. So, what my, my guess is, people will overdraft Mitchell before I, like, my immediate guess is top 15 to 20 rank. Because okay. I have to factor in the Shanahan is just going to pull or take someone else. So I'm going to be I don't think I'll have a lot of shares cuz I think other
1: people will draft him before I do. I can appreciate that. I it's just funny, you know, San Francisco and New England both, you know, oh. you get drives you pull your hair out trying to figure <laughs> out who's going to be the guy in a given week, but you can't ignore it either because they they get so many good results.
2: Yes, and th- they're great in DFS if you know if you know one is going to play like what was that like? Week eight or nine, Ramadre Stevenson started against New England, and I put him in my DFS. I was like so happy. And then one of my friends, you know, we have this league for twenty five years with my two best friends and eight other people. It's ten teams total, two quarterback. Anyways, at like eleven thirty, I picked up Ramadre Stevenson from my flex, and he scored like twenty three points. I just get a text like, "You suck!"
1: Like, of course, was, oh, of course, he was course. so mad. <laughs> Well, yeah, because he had been a healthy scratch before that. He was a healthy scratch after that. Yes!
2: ah,
1: You know, it wasn't quite Jonas Gray bad, but it was bad. Yeah, it was bad.
2: bad. I mean, but I had him the one week where he, you know, and that's the weird thing about week. If you get Belichick and Shanahan only have one player at the depth chart, you could be okay. The problem is that might only happen three times all year.
1: Exactly. What are you doing with DeAndre Swift uh, this week? Uh, Would you start him? uh, I mean, what we know right now, would you start him if you knew like the Packers weren't starting their starters on defense? I would if their defense was, yes. If they were going to bench
2: their defense, I would do that. But man, I'm so mad at Dan Campbell because didn't he wax poetically about um, DeAndre Swift last week? And I'm watching Twitter and everyone's like, oh my God, we're Swift. So, I mean, I don't have to make that decision this week. Now, I haven't looked yet at the I usually do my DFS research Wednesday and Thursday. Um so I don't know what his salary is. It would so when I look at that, if he's at the right salary and I I I believe he's going to get the majority of touches, I might be interested, but at this point I'm very reluctant.
1: He's one of those guys I'm looking at, but I'm I'm reluctant. How about long-term uh outlook on him? You know, he's a guy that Even at Georgia, he wasn't always the paragon of health. Uh, That's still got to be an issue going forward, right? Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think his body is going to ever do 17
2: games. I do think you're going to – I love the talent, his pass-catching ability. There's no question that when he's healthy, you know, he might be the type of guy – I'm almost thinking fantasy football in quarters like the old Bill Parcells. I'm drafting for the first four weeks. That's it. Like by the time I get to week 12, 50% of my roster is thrown out the window. I got new players. So Swift might be that type of player. Hey, I'm going to ride him. Hopefully I get a few wins. I start out four and one, five and one, and whatever happens after that, I'll have to deal with it when we get there. So I think he's that type of player. I I don't think he can be Jonathan Taylor healthy and Jonathan Taylor, you know, before this year, Derek Henry healthy. I just don't see it.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that. And maybe you get the unicorn season where he does make it through healthy, yeah. but yeah, that that's I, I hear you. So it's got to be a little bit of a drag on his draft value. Uh would you take David Montgomery or DeAndre Swift next year? Who would you take first? I would probably take
2: Montgomery. I'm kind of a I, I'm a Montgomery guy. I understand the ceiling isn't necessarily as high as Swift. But, man, I love that floor. I've been riding Montgomery. He helped me win two championships last week, and I've been playing him in DFS. He is the bell cow. I mean, he's the goal line. He's the pass catcher. He's a... And I like that. Now, is he going to bust a 60-yard touchdown like Swift? Not likely. That's not his style. Right. But, man, he plays and he produces. You know, very. I like that 14 to 20 points every week, my friend.
1: Yeah. Solid third round guy. I guess if you're yes. going Adams and another receiver in the first few rounds, you hope to get Montgomery early third. You may have to That's go another second though. You may have to, we'll see what the early ADP suggests on that one there, but uh, always, uh, always interesting to see that. Um, so it should be fun. Uh, hey, John, tell everybody about the, the rookie big board and uh, where they can access it when it's going to be available, all that sort of good stuff. Oh, thank you. My friends, if you go to um YouTube and go to rookie big board channel, Um,
2: My teammate Matt and I, we're producing three shows of all the prospects at mobile from a fantasy standpoint. So we're doing quarterbacks, tight ends, running backs, and wide receivers. Um, It's a quick show. It's about half an hour. We have a little bit of film. We have slides and we have numbers that we go over. We still have more in the draft process. But if you're behind or you just want to get to know these players in more detail, Matt and I are giving you that opportunity to get ready. And I'm a big believer that the Senior Bowl matters. I've been watching it for, you know, 15, 20 years. It's the, you know, we have two more steps in my book, the Senior Bowl, and then we have the Combine slash Pro Days. We still, so a, a one player I'm very interested in, Romeo Dubs out in the bottom. Okay. six two two hundred. Love the film, but... He's playing at a group of five school against Mountain West cornerbacks. (coughs) I need to see him compete at the senior bowl. And ultimately, what are his athletic skills? Hey, if he hits a home run like Cortland Sutton, he moves way up the rankings if he's that athletic. We just don't know. You just don't know at that level until you see some athletic scores from these young
1: men. Yeah, well, I'll look forward to seeing the results of that and uh, you know, getting ready for my drafts. I've got one Dynasty League only, so I kind of only dabble in the Dynasty side of things, but I can, I can do better in that league. So I'll learn from that, and hopefully I get a little bit better next year. I didn't think, I will say this, so I've been playing Dynasty now, I think it's five years.
2: I will say I've grown to like it more and more, Jeff, as I play. It is, it's a challenge, and it's a lot of work, but I do like it. Like Ramadre Stevenson is a
1: great dynasty asset if you have him on your roster. All right. And we'll end on that note, John, it was a pleasure finally getting to meet you in person. And we've met on Twitter plenty of times, but uh, good (laughs) stuff. Um, And looking forward to uh, seeing, seeing the, the, the the rookie big board and all that good stuff there too. So uh, thanks for joining me today. Really appreciate it. Have a great day. And thank you, Jeff. You bet, you bet. And that's gonna wrap up today's podcast. Thanks to Winbet for their uh exclusive gaming sponsorship here on the Rotowire Podcast. Tomorrow we got Mario and John with us. So please tune in as always. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.